Welcome back to Smiles Queens, the number one America's Next Top Model recap podcast. I'm Drew Haskins. And I'm Nick Fistanic. And can you even believe that we're at the end of cycle two? Um, oh my god, he can't believe. <laughs> He's speechless. <laughs> he cannot believe. Um, are you excited to talk about the episode? Yes, please. <laughs> All right. Here we go. So we're let's say a prayer to St. Anthony and uh, begin here. What, what was Joanna praying to St. Anthony about? He's the patron saint of... of lost things so i guess camille lost the competition so she <laughs> lost a thing I, don't, I didn't really get the logic maybe he's here. the patron saint of capri suns like yeah like, like <laughs> is the eve of capri suns like that like fifth century ad capri sun mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like holy water with like a little bit of like guava in it um so they're still in milan um just you know we got our kind of rudimentary like four girls one house exposition like they all want it so bad yeah which is like a stark it's like you look at the cycle one top four and they this is like the nude photo shoot episode and all of them are like peace like i'm out of here like (laughs) i'll lose um lay it on me and this top four they're gonna completely you know, make sure that does not happen and hit us over the head with like the I want it so bad confessionals. Well, at this stage, this season, even more so than last season, kind of reinforces that the winner of this show, like each cycle of this show is the person who wants it the most rather than the person who maybe is like naturally the best model or like the best personality. Because as we see at the end of this episode, like it, it... it's kind of, we get, like, a Venn diagram of those two things, like, personality and model, but also, like, a very, like, watered-down <laughs> middle section. I don't know how Venn diagrams <laughs> work. I didn't graduate fifth grade. Um, so, immediately we are re- introduced to Italian fashion sensation Stephen Fairchild. Um, he must be sensational. He has a villa? Yeah, and, like... So, my favorite thing to do, like, researching, research-wise on this podcast is looking up the LinkedIn accounts of, like, the random incidental people that we see, such as, like, you know, your Kyle Haglers and your Stephen Fairchilds. And Stephen Fairchild is currently the SVP of creative direction at Pandora. Not the, like, internet radio, the, like, jewelry watch. Right. Um, and he worked, at this point, he worked at Valentino. And it's weird that they didn't say that he worked for Valentino on the show. Like, he was he doesn't have, like, a line that's, like, Stephen Fairchild presents. Like, it's, like, he's one of the in-house people who just, like, makes clothes. Sure. And uh, I think that's an interesting perspective that they didn't, I mean, obviously they're not going to get, like, Valentino himself to do this. Do do in-house designers like that that aren't necessarily the faces of brands, like, are they making villa money like that? I mean, don't get me wrong. They try and, like, play down this Lake Como villa by, like, showing the room that Mercedes and April have to sleep in. And it's, like, kind of dungeony, but, like, 
But if it's an old enough villa, then you gotta have a dungeon. Like, I, I mean, if you want to retail it for market value, you gotta have a dungeon. <laughs> like, and like he's, he's bringing them through his home, and he's like, and this is where the losers have to sleep, and they all laugh and, like, scoff at it, but it's his home. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's so uncomfortable to have, like, a shame room where you live like, no <laughs> like a room think, that no one wants yeah. to be in it's like it's like um dorinda's fish room oh yeah the, well that's crazy because it looks like a jimmy buffett margaritaville <laughs> but like i would rather sleep in that margaritaville than in stephen fairchild's dungeon though for sure like it looks dank and that's and you know it's like three feet or three floors underground like you have to take like a really dark winding staircase to get down there like there's like a weird barrel in the corner that you don't really know what's in it. Like, not a good situation. But I, I was transfixed by his like weird cocaine energy this entire episode. Like his eyes were bugging out from the minute he was on screen to um, the end. And he was immediately w- was on screen like introducing the challenge, which was to just pick a sexy outfit that represented Italian sensuality. Yeah. And and April put on a raincoat. Which (laughs) I could have told you immediately. That's a mistake. (laughs) Like, there's nothing sensual about, like, a white patent leather raincoat. It's very... Unless there's, like, nothing on underneath it, I guess. But she, like... It looked like she was going to an office, which is, like, could be sensual. (laughs) To, like, a certain kind of woman um not this woman though (laughs) like this woman being me um i didn't like this segment because they talk poorly again about joanna's midriff (sighs) woof yeah it's it's not like they're treating her as if she is morbidly obese like she looks like grimace or something that's not the case like she is what does she say she's like a size two or something instead of a size zero like Like, like she doesn't look bad at all like and somehow like i mean obviously if she's wearing pants are two sizes too small i think she was um i think she was wearing too small clothing like i thought the 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 roles were actually overt and i think i don't know if that was like production didn't provide it has to well be fitting clothes but it that's like a common thing on like a reality show to like sabotage their contestants bodies which sounds so awful but like they do it on drag race too with like some of the poc contestants they will buy makeup that is not in the shade. their shades so they look like girl, either look so too orange. orange or too like oh yeah girl you look so orange um or um like too gray like they are getting better about that on drag race specifically but like from like the the midpoint the mid-century modern drag race like it was a constant issue and it definitely reads poorly um both on production's part and like if you're using makeup as like a justification to send someone home or like tight clothes as a justification to send someone home like then that's not great well let's talk about alcohol as sabotage who okay so the elephant in this room like the big old elephant is that this episode um cycle two episode 10 is called the girl who cheated (laughs) and so not much of an elephant it's kind of 
like a like a shanthrax cloud <laughs> that is gassing us all um so i don't re- like you did more research on this segment than i did about like uh-huh. the circumstances that led to this but right well so they basically get the vespa boys back over um and it's it's sad to see again camille not there for this <laughs> but it's also sad Yoana to gets see, them on the line it's also really sad to see that they didn't get a second like chow 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 <laughs> it's also sad to see that like all the girls are getting ready for the boys to come over and shandy just puts on her shirt that says afro on it, it i thought she had borrowed it from camille like <laughs> it was so out of it, place right um and it was in her signature color scheme too, <laughs> like the oh, red. The, the red is for the red wine and the blood that will be spilled this evening. <laughs> Mercedes kind of pulled a little like Life with Mac, like ding. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's our ASMR on, on her moment. Veto, on her veto. That was my ASMR moment of the episode. Um, and both of us were absolutely spellbound by Joanna's ginormous floral headband. It it looks like a, a reflecia. I yeah. mean it, and I I don't know, it keeps on like appearing and disappearing. Yeah. She she does not have a boyfriend, but she does have an on and off again <laughs> headband. Floral headband. One thing that confused me about the headband was that in each shot it would switch sides from her left to her right and back again. And I couldn't tell whether that was like a trick of the camera or if she just it kept like I think it was, was so heavy, heavy it, it kept so heavy, falling yeah. off um, um so these girls get mondo molto drunk um on red wine with these boys and Joanna has a makeout sex session with yeah. Nicolo. she kind of she kind of venus flytrap that man yeah like <laughs> she does have a very gross, like, Austin Powers quote. Niccolo has wonderful assets in the bank as well as behind. <laughs> it's, like... I mean, like, did it's, she pre-plan that? Like, it's such know. a crazy, like, gross line. But Niccolo is also, like, the lesser of the five men, four men. I couldn't really tell. They were all his, sort of his, identical his to me. His hair could have been out of Austin Powers. Yeah, definitely like very 2003 floppy. Like he looked like the the love interest from Bedded Like Beckham, which is a very niche reference. Actually, I don't know. There are a lot of gays who listen to this. Like I think Bedded Like Beckham is queer canon. Um, So... After that makeup se- makeout session, which is ended in when Shandy and like someone else hops on top of them as they are making out, which is such an in- a psychotic move. Everyone in the house piles into this small, small hot tub. And do you have any tea about the hot tub situation? Um. Well, Shandy says that she felt like the show was setting everything up in the final episodes to create some drama. Like, the jacuzzi hadn't worked for the entire week, and then when they told them to invite the guys over, suddenly the jacuzzi was operating again. Um, 
and of course they forced alcohol on the girl. She drank a lot. Everyone was making out. Um, and in the hot tub, the guy just grabbed her and kissed her. Um, and we see that, like that grab and kiss. Yeah. Like it, it, it definitely isn't portrayed as this. Like Shandy is initiating it necessarily. No, no, no. I don't know. It's a really bachelor bachelorette move to like ply everyone with alcohol and then like just get them all and to fix the jacuzzi you know and like semi nudity and all that um it definitely is manipulative and we see what comes next like shandy cheats on eric and it's devastating to watch um the the the, the, um the three in the morning like bell tower chime tolling (laughs) and all the boys like clear out solemnly it's like the end of fantasia when like all the spirits are like going back into bald mountain and shandy is just like boo-hooing on her bed and like you feel for her because it is like a pretty big moment for her of emotional trauma (laughs) brought on by tyra banks like Mm. her like little puppet master hands April attends to her, and I guess her ass is out <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's just not really a great look on anyone. April the whole time is, like, kind of our, like, den mother who's like, oh, she shouldn't be doing that. She's, like, peeping around, like, the corner towards the hot tub scene, like, Ma and, like, the schoolyard. Like, when she, like, texts the people, she's like, mm-mm-mm. Like, the brick wall. Oh, my goodness. Um, well, so Shandy... Shandy says that a producer right after she had sex came up to her and gave her tissues for to like for what to cry fluid. into. Oh, okay. Um, meaning that people were right outside at all times, which that's this this yeah. is something that has happened to me before. Um, <laughs> when I when I um, failed a test in college one time, my professor just looked at the test and opened up a box of tissues for me to take on the road <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh it's so, so i've been there I've it's been there. so bleak to think about like you just go through like this moment of weakness this moment of incredibly bad decision making that has like another le- like bad level to it because it's like a sexual mistake in 2003 or 2004 when like the discourse around just random hookups was a lot like more slut shamey than it is now and not saying that now is like great either but 2004 was like you know like teen mom era and stuff and to like be to immediately be presented with like oh we got this on camera like that's a tough tough moment to go through well i think that actually production like insist on getting it all on camera she said she needed to talked to Eric ASAP and like production said that she signed a contract and if they gave her a phone to call him she had to let them film it yeah um so we should probably get to the call I guess but before that they do have another challenge this is a kind of weirdly structured episode yeah they kind of they will they make Shandy perform the challenge having this through this like like sort of Damocles over her yeah and that's sort of, but like she has to like find central flea market style with this like, like sword over her. So like the ch- this challenge is to, they have two hundred dollars, 
and they have to like find like the most sensual outfit out of like a very well-stocked flea market like all the girls look pretty good at the end like i was surprised they were able to find like designer clothes at this flea market um (laughs) so shandy 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 going like too big to the (laughs) clerk yeah i love it like I, I'm definitely guilty of doing that. Like, I spent a summer in Serbia um, in college working for, like, a non-governmental organization, and I definitely would speak accented English, like, as a way to level with, like, the people I was talking to, which at 19 made all the sense in the world. At 24, I now know that that was a very weird thing to do, but, like, I think it's really easy to fall into, like, accent work. It's why Lindsay Lohan talks, like... <laughs> how she talks (laughs) she talks like a girl oh my god it's her like pan eastern european accent it's so crazy um but yeah no but like shandy going too big is definitely like a relatable moment um well there is no reason for stephen fairchild to call mercedes like mercedes oh my god it's so crazy this like guy from pennsylvania is like talking like he's from barcelona and, like, at the end, like, he doesn't again at a judging panel in either... In the end of this episode, Mercedes is, like, gracias. <laughs> Which I really loved. Um, Shandy obviously wins this challenge, though, because, like, she has really good instincts beyond, like, cheating on her boyfriend. And she picks out, like, a really good outfit. It's fun to see how far she's gone because she really was in, like, her Walgreens uniform the first two episodes of this cycle. You know what? Honestly, she has such good instincts that it really makes me question her roots. And I I think back to um, when we found out that the boyfriend was actually the reason that she came on the show. It was at his, like, behest, um, which... We took to mean something. Well, um, maybe it was less of he was a that fan something of, something. He was a fan of the <laughs> Our show. Our favorite euphemism. Um, um, maybe he was more of her, he like, like a Henry Higgins to her Eliza Doolittle, like really like pigmailing her. <laughs> yeah. Pigmailing. Pig-mailing. <laughs> yeah, pigmailing. That's like the um, new word. Um, um, she. Um, well we need we need some henry like i bet you he could have been like he could have constructed a ton and just have been like you're gonna be the ugly duckling and you're gonna grow and you're gonna win this if you can show growth and i wonder if he even played up the phone call knowing that it was going to be on his um favorite show my other euphemism well it's kind of tough to tell well I do think that this theory has credence because he is truly hysterical from jump with this phone call. Like, I mean, do we want to just... He immediately knows. Yeah. Like, he, like, tremulously is like, hey. (laughs) And then, like, goes from, like, like a a warble to a shriek, like, (laughs) within three lines. I do... There's something really bad about, like, Shandy saying, like, I did the worst possible thing she could do. And then Erica's like, you had sex! <laughs> like, our, spell, Hank's gonna have... S-A-X. Oh my god, look at the levels on that. Um, <laughs> Hank's gonna have to do something. Um, okay. Oh my god. <laughs> Keep it ASMR, please. Keep it ASMR. <laughs> yeah. um. No, it's so... It's... 
There, I don't know. There's a really weird dynamic at play there, but like that—that's the, the, the worst weirdest thing. dynamic of all. As we have said before, is him going, "How can I hug you?" Yeah, uh, as though their their love currency is hugging. It is so yeah strange. And this definitely is the culmination of like the narrative of Shandy's abusive relationship with hugs. It's not. I don't know. This was a really raw moment, though, because she has truly doubled over in crying pain and agony, like, next to some very tasteful rattan furniture on Stephen Fairchild's villa patio. Oh, because we did not mention that this call does take place at Stephen Fairchild's villa. Right. And that was something that didn't occur to me until the rewatch. (laughs) Because, like a Tennessee Williams play, they keep panning out to this grand house and then zooming in again on Shandy, like, doubled over in pain. And then zooming back out to, like, and, like, all the lights go off one by one. And, like, a bunch of fireflies, like, start, like, and then, twinkling. And then the the cool music video. The <laughs> music video starts going. Do-do-do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's anything else to say about Stephen Fairchild's villa. They're all there because, like, the prize of the challenge is to have dinner with other Valentino workers or something like that, like fashion industry people. Um, And there's nothing interesting to say there other than to note that April and Mercedes are placed at the world's smallest kids' table. Like, their knees are truly above their cutlery, and they're just, like... Like, sharing one single ravioli, like, for the two of them. Um, Oh, okay, so you also have some stuff in here about how Shandy and Eric are cool. And how... I know they're cool. Yeah, he knows. Yeah. um, Well, she talked to Eric again, and he told her that he knew that it wasn't her, you know, whatever that means. And that's why he forgave her. And they dated for another year after that. They moved to New York together. They broke up eventually, but they're still friends. Um, he actually he picked her up from the airport, I guess, um, after the show. And the whole time it was awkward and quiet. But That Kansas City <laughs> ride. <laughs> um, so I guess let's go to the photo shoot. Um once again, we have a Final Four nude photo shoot. And this one's a little... They say this has, like, an Italian sensibility. Like, they put them in these very long Lady Godiva wigs. Like, hair down to their ass cracks. And they're like, this is Italian. This is Versace. And I just thought this was, like, nude. But they were going, There weren't any clothes being worn, so how can it be... Versace. Yeah. There, like, there's no there's there's well, no product. There's no When I think Italy, I don't think nudity. Nudite. Nudatella. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nutella. <laughs> Nutella. Ooh, I do think <laughs> they should have done like a hazelnut photo shoot where they like mm-hmm. lathered the like instead of the body paint from like the Eve of Capri Sun episode, they should have done like <laughs> they slathered themselves in Nutella. That that might actually be blackface <laughs> so maybe we, they shouldn't have done that i, I wasn't thinking um, yeah, does that count audience yeah let's ask the audience yeah write in and tell us if you think covering yourself in nutella is blackface because i think that really could go either way <laughs> um so instead of last year where they were like 
or last cycle where they were pa- not paired they were just solo like on like leather banquettes this time they're in paired shots where they have to like rub themselves up against each other sensually and like not model anything but these like long weaves basically right and april's really rare and she's yeah. like you know i think i'd actually rather even pose nude than with clothes on that's good but like that also is the same thing that elise said last right. year well because, because I think they that, both are liberated liberated um stem stem women (laughs) women in stem women in stem that just love their glands and their and their globs of cells that are their that are their breasts um so shandy and yoana are paired up she's not getting any more eric hugs but she's getting yoana hugs like they have really good chemistry even though shandy looks a little checked out and sad this episode like Yoana does a good job, like, kind of getting her to pose well without doing what April does, which is over-directing Mercedes. Right. I mean, I think that Yoana and Shandy are doing perfectly fine, but um, Nole's being anti-Shandy is just not a good look. Like, I feel like... Being Nole is not a good look. No. <laughs> it's so awful. And, like, Jiggy... Wait, not Jiggy. What's his dog's name? Minnie. Minnie. Yeah. Min- like, Minnie is just, like, casting, like, shady glances everywhere in her, like... I don't know. I know why I thought she was Jiggy. It's because she's wearing, like, a tracksuit or whatever, and she's, like, being carried around on a pillow, too. Um, it is such a bad look, because Shandy's quite, like, up till now, like, obviously the best model in this competition, and it just feels, like, really weird to, like... It's definitely, like, a producerial choice to, like, have Noli come in and be, like something's up with that girl like something she's not right in the head today like she looks she looks like a wet sack of potatoes like it's so not right but then they have like a corrective therapy session with tyra as is over the a night espresso yeah yeah and where tyra is well aware of what has gone on with shandy and is obviously and is trying to skirt it by going did your boyfriend cheat on you knowing full well that shandy cheated on the boyfriend. Yeah. Um, like, Tyra's definitely in the editing bay, like, gleefully cackling over, like, this drama. Because last season didn't have... Like, cycle two, I think, is a more boring cycle than cycle one, by and large. But this moment of drama is definitely more raw. And... Yeah, the, the m- camera people m- that, 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 that were positioned there were like damn, we are sorry that we had to be present for that. Like, they didn't know that it would get, like, as ugly as it did. And they may have not even aired all of what took place. But I apparently, hope they didn't. A- apparently, like, the cameramen were just really, like, um, up- upset by it all. Yeah. I mean, it definitely... F- and this is, as we've said, early stage reality television, too. So, like, I think the ethics of what you can and cannot show on TV were definitely a lot more blurred back then. I have a tough time believing that a moment like this would have aired or have been, like, almost scripted, dare I say, like this today. Um, I mean, you can talk all about signs of the times, but, like, Tyra's over here being a proponent of, like, open relationships... No, good for her. Yeah. Good for, good for you, Tyra. Um, um, Tyra also mentions during this bit that she has done 
every shoot that the girls have done. Um, so she does, like, r- plays with race during a Got Milk ad? Like, is that something she's done? Well, maybe she means up until this point, well, which yeah. I'm trying to think back to, like, being in that turtle tank or hanging over, like, that... I can see her dangling. Like, she seems like someone who... She definitely has not done a Rolitos commercial. That much we can say. But I can see her, like, being... She she seems like someone who's definitely, like, into, like, wires. And, like, dangling and, like, aerial photo shoots. I don't think she would go underwater, necessarily. But she's done, like, beach stuff. For, like, Sports Illustrated. Maybe, like, they, like, submerged her one year i don't know i mean she's been doing those ads for or doing those issues for so long now like i'm sure they've probably like had her in like the piranha pit (laughs) or whatever but um i think like i think in this they like they flash to one of those pf chang's horse statues and i think it doesn't look very like roman to me (laughs) it looks like a pf chang's (laughs) But that is Italy for you. Is, I've never been. But, like, I Milan feel like it's all big just... horses. <laughs> like, big stone horses. My country band is big stone horses. <laughs> um, I don't think there's anything else to say about this segment other than April saying that she's sexually, sexually tense in judging because she wants Nigel, which is so funny to me. Nigel wants her. Like, yeah. They, okay. In the challenge for the judging panel, they cut up shirts, um, and they have to, like, make it look like they could be, I don't know, ready for uh, a gala. Which they've done, not, like, the cutting up, but they've done this sort of challenge before where they're given, like, a basic outfit, and they have to, like, zhuzh it up either with accessories Mm -hmm. or with, like... And this now that girls, now they're testing on their construction skills. As right, well. these girls like do by and large really well. I thought, yeah. except April's like mini skirts falling down, and Nigel points out her leopard underwear coming through, um, and he says, "I like your underwear." And Eric just goes, "You would, Nigel." <laughs> And Nigel keeps talking about her sex appeal, and Tyra literally cuts him off. And like, like and there was like a, a like a f- smash cut to something else immediately. Yeah, Tyra's like pulls his plug. I know she's like, like truly like she's like putting a cushion over his lap, like trying to cover up his 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 wang. Oh my god! Oh my goodness! No, well, it's it's I've never yeah I don't it, it does bear repeating that Nigel's wife and April are like very similar looking women yeah Ugh. um i also didn't think april looked that bad it was just like no, standard no, no. club wear no one no one looked bad and i, I thought, thought especially... Joanna looked bad well she looked like as janet's Jan, janet as janice said she was in a straight jacket well i thought shandy looked good but i think that a choker like i've decided just can heighten any look i think that a choker takes it to the next level every time and see, this is you being such a disciple of Gwen Stefani. Like, you were raised on OC choker culture. <laughs> and, like, it's really manifesting itself in your, like, artistic expression these days. <laughs> and your preferences. Um, so then they show the photos. And the rev- the gag of this, the cycle is that there's a bottom to all these pictures that we just don't we see. We have never seen 
uh, like like even online, they do not circulate the bottoms, but they they go on talking <laughs> about how Joanna's like looking juicy and. But they don't even show her midsection. Like they show her like feet and ankles, and then her head, and nothing in between. I mean, they spend all cycle talking about her midriff, and then when it comes time to actually like the the midriff exposure, is not there. Yeah, it makes me wonder like whether someone's fine china must have been out and they like couldn't just like blur it away or like there was like a a stray butthole or something that they like just couldn't like you can't do much with that i I know retouching costs thousands of dollars but that must cost millions and like maybe that's why we didn't we saw like (laughs) the ice cream sandwiches the ice cream sandwich cookies but not like the ice cream sandwich the ice cream and the sandwich i guarantee it it was april's butt that was out (laughs) (laughs) as we've seen earlier like wait (laughs) so i mean she's like the keysy of this cycle yeah (laughs) she's she enjoys full butt nudity (laughs) oh my god what two queens um April's so good. Like, I just love that we're doing, like, Elise and Keezy comparisons, because, like, those are also two queens. Like, I... It's a shame that this photo isn't... Like, the April Mercedes photo isn't that great. And it, dare I say, is mostly April's fault. Like, there's something about the angle here that makes her look very... Ovular. Yeah, she has very... She has, like, a very tight mouth. It kind of just looks like one of the more abstract Gauguin paintings. Like, <laughs> like the like round, a, like, like, like... Yeah, like... Like the feet, the women of Fiji or... Yeah, yeah. like, with the kind of, like, a triangle-shaped head going on. It, It is such an unflattering angle for her. I almost wonder why they chose it. Also, like, she's being cradled, like, at, like, bosom level of Mercedes, and it makes her look so much shorter than Mercedes. Like, it was, I couldn't tell if Mercedes was on, like, an apple box or something, like, to make her that tall, because both of those women are, like, pretty tall women. I actually like Mercedes in this photo, though. It's an instance of April over-directing Mercedes and... I forgetting guess, forgetting about herself yeah it always happens on a reality show like you you get to invest in other people and then you just self-sabotage Joanna and shandy don't have that problem though i love this photo i mean Joanna, this to me is the best Joanna photo for of, sure me yeah. too i mean she looks like I love her with her eyes closed. There's still so much expression yeah. going on there. Joanna has such good bone structure too. Yeah. Like she does photograph very well. Like it. I think my big problem with a lot of her photos is that she does rely on her face so much, and just like what it can do naturally. Like she doesn't really seem like she's trying all that often. Like it just looks like someone took a picture of her rather than her like really going for it but this to me is like the total package and and she has long hair that's the, all the difference yeah. to me it's all the difference all the difference like you look at Joanna's like Joanna's Instagram these days she is a 39 38 39 and she looks exactly the same as she does in this season like 15 plus years ago but she has long hair now and she looks younger she looks 
she looks so much better with young hair, young long hair. And I don't know why Tyra insists on doing this aging haircut to like one or two girls a cycle. Right. It's so unflattering. It's so unflattering. But she looks great, and Shandy looks great too. But like, I mean, you know, just fine. Like, we're there are better Shandy photos than this. So, are we in agreement that Yohan is the top photo? Um, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, unfortunately, April goes home. Um, Which is sad. Of course it's sad. Um, we reached out to April, actually. Um, to guest on this episode. To guest on this episode. And... Because she, she lives, she lives here in LA, and she's she's acting these days. She's actually even done like she was doing correspondence work. Well, she realized that modeling um, helped her realize her passion for acting, and we saw that with Tasha, Tasha Smith Arkees, Tasha Smith Arkees, um, and she April told us that she had listened to a few episodes and loved it. So, so April, if you're listening to this. We love you. We support you. We stand. We stand. We stand. Mm. And you should not have gone home. <laughs> this episode, maybe the next episode, but not this one. <laughs> not this one. Yeah. Um, so, what I learned from April, um, from from post show, she she's been on a few uh, top model podcasts. Even within the past six months, I didn't realize that there were so many. Um, Friends out there of ours. I was going to say competitors. Friends who <laughs> I will find and kill. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We will. I, I, I love, love the community. I love to connect with the with the top model podcast community. Yeah, um, some crossover. That would be fun. That'd be really fun. Um, but so I learned that she had signed to an agency shortly after um, the show was over. And with the contract in hand, as she stepped out into the street, she was hit by a car. Ouch. And, like, the contract went flying or something. Ouch. She was out for, like, a year because yeah. of the injuries. And she gained weight over this period. And, like, the agency wouldn't um, take her back because she had fallen out of shape. Which is shitty. Which is really shitty. Um, so that's when, I guess, when she kind of turned to doing... Acting and correspondence work. She was um, a correspondent for the Mari show. <laughs> and she would be, like, sworn in for, um, like, cyberspace and and beauty segments. Um, like, both cyberbullying and, and whatnot due to, like... Cyber beauty. And, <laughs> cyber beauty. Yeah. <laughs> um, They'd kind of bring her out to greet the girls that underwent makeovers because they were, like, bullied for their looks and whatnot. Um, on another note, I learned she's a free diver. <laughs> and that's fun. That's fun. I don't know. I love April. I'm. We got such a nice note from her. Like, Nick's not even, like, selling it. Like, it was such a sweet, heartfelt note. And obviously she has an open invitation to come hang out on the pod whenever she wants if you're listening april <laughs> we'd love um should we take a break yeah let's do it all right beep boop bop
All right, getting to it. Getting to it. We're back. <laughs> it's the final episode of the cycle. Cycle two, episode eleven. Kind of boring. Often, I think all Antium finales are kind of boring. Um, we do <laughs> start with like the like episode or like the cycle retrospective clip package at the beginning of the episode in which Tyra refers to the contestants as 12 women of various shapes and sizes. When all things point to them being all in industry standard size, Except to like, like emphasize their different shapes and sizes is like, that's the one thing to not point out maybe. I, know, I mean, we do have like Anna who is a pl- like a plus size contestant but she also doesn't take a photo so like she's barely on the show and we do have bethany cha-cha and then and then heather they say is in between (laughs) in between sizes which like and joanna they say is in between sizes the single most damaging thing they do all cycle to a woman's self-esteem um besides i guess joanna cutting like they cut off joanna's hair on the shoot even more no, I didn't understand that. Oh, okay. I didn't understand oh, what's you... going on oh, here. Yeah. I like couldn't tell she, who was holding the she, scissors. She... You couldn't tell. Yeah, I thought there was like a third arm somewhere. <laughs> Let's like no, this pruder tape. She put on a helmet and complains that they didn't style her hair. But of course, why would they spend their time styling her hair when she has a helmet on? But she was saying that the hairs coming down the back of her neck were getting like itchy. So she went into the bathroom and cut them all off and has created holes in her head in the back. So Is now that they why she was crying? No, she wasn't crying. She was crying. She was crying at, like, the end. She was, like, weepily doing, like, this, like, before they take Mercedes's picture. Well, she was, and I was trying to figure out, like, well, why she was, she was crying. Because she was embarrassed that she just hacked at her hair. Oh, well, I'd be embarrassed, too, if I cut a hole in my head. With, like, a pair of, like, Tresemme scissors. But, like, I don't know. I mean, like... Tresemme? <laughs> Tresemme. Is it Tresemme? How do you say that? I thought it was Tresemme. Tresemme. Tresemme? Tresemme. Like, Tres... Ray. <laughs> don't go there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so... The it's a beauty shot photo shoot here, and Mercedes is in some sort of like wire Nefertiti headdress that she describes as an Aztec Zulu African looking kind of thing, which is a lot of different cultural references in one. Um, Joanna's in a helmet. I couldn't tell if so was the helmet the initial styling plan or did they just find a helmet lying around and be like oh this would be really cool because I thought it was weird that like it felt like that was the thought process behind this like the helmet would just like look cool it didn't seem like the pre-plan hmm like why would if it's a beauty shot why would you put on a helmet it like tripled the size of her head because it was, I, I don't know, it was a great idea. I don't, I don't know. It, it does. It, it looked amazing, that's for sure. I just, like, I think it's interesting that, like, that was the thought process there. Like, oh, let's do a helmet. Okay, I disagree. So the next, and then Shandy is in, like, a sea princess kind of thing. Like, bright blue with, like, sort of a, a macaw-inspired makeup. 
And a bunch of Yoana hair flowers. Yeah, the hydrangeas, which she, like, later puts in a cup of water (laughs) next to her bedside. Usually on these kind of photo shoots, they use fake flowers. So it would be really funny to me if she just put fake flowers in, like, a vase with water. (laughs) Like, performatively. Um... I don't know. I mean, all of these photos end up looking pretty good. And then we get Dean and Dan Caden from D Squared. So Dean and Dan Caden, born Dean and Dan Cotinacci in, in Toronto, Ontario in 1964, are gay twins. Do we have a statistic on that? Uh, that they're gay twins? On being gay twins. No, on on, on <laughs> gay twins. Oh, oh, you mean like culturally, like biologically, like no, has like the University of this like on, a, Ontario done a study? The statistics <laughs> on gay twins is not a cultural study. It is biological. <laughs> I don't understand sociology. We took a survey. <laughs> To see, to see, like, whether they wanted to be gay twins. I mean, there are, like, definitely other gay twins in culture, though. Aren't the, were those, um... The Aswirl twins? Well, we don't know about them. But I thought, aren't those, um... Were those YouTubers called, like, the Dolan twins? Aren't they gay? No. Who are the gay twins that are on YouTube? Um, that's, um... Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) Um... Ooh, that wasn't the. It was well, the two there's... that had the coming. Oh, out the Rhodes, the the, the Rhodes, the Rhodes yeah. Bros. But they're not. Are they twins or do they just look? They are twins. Okay, so that yeah. those are the Rhodes Bros. Sorry for defamation, Dolan twins. <laughs> you are not gay. Um, though in googling that, there are like a ton of videos out there of like gay twins coming out to each other <laughs> on YouTube. So that seems like a fun deep dive for like our inevitable Patreon episode. <laughs> um. And who says that D squared reminds the girls of Chip and Dale? <laughs> they all do. Like collectively, they all said that. Um, they definitely are like very chip monkey gay. But D squared is like kind of. A, I mean, they're more famous now than I think they are then. They do like a lot of like stage wear looks, and they just got in trouble for designing a pretty problematic. <laughs> if you want to Google that controversy, they designed a uh, a line of indigenous peoples inspired cat suits that um jennifer lopez wore to the billboard vmas uh or no what amas where i don't remember what they're called just like one of those like dumb music award shows that aren't the grammys and she did like she was in like a tribal tattoo cat suit singing like booty featuring iggy azalea like it was not a great look for jennifer lopez or dean and dane caden of d squared they don't wear these cat suits where i'm from <laughs> they shouldn't <laughs> like not definitely not in australia um so and then i guess the point of all of that is that like the final runway show is going to be like the d squared wi- women's show um so then we see the caden twins again at panel which they immediately cut to um these finales always have this like you get 10 minutes with the girls to say goodbye to the second runner-up and then she's gone and that's what happens here um all three of the photos i thought were pretty good though what did you think um 
No, I don't like them. I think that, like, I don't think the photography was great on them. Um, all except for Joanna's, I think, of course, is an undeniable um, beauty shot. Definitely one that of the more persists, I... yeah. like, you know, since 2004 as, like, one of the best beauty shots I can think of. Yeah, um, I mean, for all, like, I question, like, the decision-making behind the helmet, it creates, like, an undeniably great shot. Oh, yeah. Um, like, what a symmetrical face. It's, it's the symmetry. Yeah. And the sheen no, the, on the lips I and think, the helmet playing together I think the, is cool. the sheen looks great. I always prefer a flatter, matter-looking image. And I think that the sheen on Mercedes and Shandy is what I don't like about the photography. Yeah. It's, like, a little bit too, like, it, it looks like, well, like somebody just took, like a, like, a digital camera for, like, makeup... Um, it definitely can, doesn't have can, that can... ring light glow that like I think we in 2019 are used to right. like that's what creates that like sort of matte like poor glow like P-O-R-E glow yeah. almost and they definitely don't like I think Shandy's especially looks way too like digital camera to me it looks I, she like, also it looks I think like, the styling yeah. on her is a little less there's like less thought behind it to me um, and th- I think that's the weakest shot though Oh, yeah. I mean, well, it's... You don't love Mercedes, though. No. I mean, I don't think I'm really on board with Mercedes this entire cycle until the final runway. Yeah. So, no, I I don't particularly like this shot of either of them. So, Shandy goes home here. And I think this is highway robbery at its absolute finest. Even if her photo's the worst here... It feels really weird that this entire cycle, like, we're getting this big shandy narrative from, like, ugly duckling to beautiful swan, and then we only get 10, 15 minutes with her in the final episode, and she doesn't make it to the final two. Yeah, I mean, it seems like a decision to cut her based on she's not, you know, an upstanding role model any longer for having cheated, even though Tyra Uh kind of dismisses it and is like, girl, like, you're okay, you're okay. But we'll, like, we'll make it work. We also have seen in earlier episodes, though, that Shandy literally got arrested for, like, drugs and robbery and stuff. And that that is part of, like, the, like, come-up narrative. But, like, once a woman does something that violates, like, a sexual moray or, like, a, like violates respectability politics, that's when she can't win. Yeah, she's like a moray eel. <laughs> she's... <laughs> <laughs> and she has to like go back and like her little coral or whatever her coral reef. Um, I think it's I think it's absolutely ridiculous though, and I actually think it cheapens the entire narrative of the cycle. Like to have a final two of Mercedes and Joanna, in which like Mercedes has a narrative for sure, and I I am more bullish on Mercedes by and large than you are, but like Joanna doesn't have much of a narrative going on beyond like Camille was mean to her. And then the judges were mean to her about her midriff. And I think her photos are a lot more inconsistent. And they mentioned that as kind of taking away from the glory that I think was this helmet beauty shot. As I remembered it, they really, like, applauded the shot. But watching back, they did not give this picture the time of day at all. She doesn't even get first call out. She doesn't get first call out. They're like, it's just a head. 
And it kind of is. It kind of is. And this plays to the point I was making earlier about how Ioana does let her face do a lot of the work without right. maybe modeling necessarily. Like, this is a really well-styled photograph that she looks impeccable in. But, like, she really is just kind of looking straight in the camera with, like, I, admittedly a good smize. One of the better smizes. Um... I don't think there is actually a smize president. I think that that's what's not, like, hooking the judges. It is just this, like, this this stare. Well, she has those big eyes. Them yeah. big eyes. <laughs> um, and they're so green. Like, they do, I think, look naturally wide. If she tried to more consciously smize, I think it would look too squinty. I think it's kind of, like, the level of intensity that she can give given... The body she's working with. Wait, why did that sound awful? <laughs> when I just said that out loud. Um, really, we can just agree that it's mostly a triumph of styling. Yeah. Much like Janice's, that she is elevating Janice's too with disco her blowout was also a oh. triumph. So Shandy has done like also like some podcasts and like a Reddit AMA, and she Shandy says that Janice was the nicest person on the whole show. Yeah. And I kind of believe that. I, I totally, like, this is why, and you've asked me in earlier episodes of the pod, like, am I behind Janice? I think 100%. I think that she is authentic. Um, and Shandy would have to agree. She says she, like, gave the girls encouragement. She, she knows how hard this can be. And she got reprimanded all the time because she wasn't allowed to talk to the girls backstage. And she was like, I do whatever the fuck I want. And I mean, she does. did it anyway. I do have to revise my earlier stance on Janice. Upon rewatching these these early cycles, I, I cannot say that I'm 100% behind Janice because of the transphobia and like other weird comments. But like, I definitely much more, like, let's say I'm like 75% there with Janice. Janice is also 75. <laughs> no, she's not. You hush. <laughs> you hush. Like, you stop that. Um, no, I like, yeah, I, I like her a lot more. Like, I think she fulfills a pretty valuable role on the judging panel, though she says at least one inexplicable thing in episode that, like, I just cannot fully get behind, whether it's transphobic or saying that, like, um, she said something about oh I don't remember what, like saying that oh Adrian, it's like Adrian the... topples cars yeah she's a car topper oh no no, no, no. That, like... or, or maybe that was Robin Robin topples cars she said that that Yoana shot underwater was like the worst photo she's ever seen when Siomara was right there like I mean it's it, I don't always agree with her but I do I like her and I think this is like probably the best judging panel. All four are pretty good. Like, Tyra's good, and Nigel's good, even though Shandy says that Nigel's not that hot. <laughs> um, Nigel's good. I really like Eric Nicholson, and Janice is great. Um, and this is the last but, we spend with Eric Nicholson. I know. Um, Sayed. Shandy actually says that her and um, Nigel are still in touch and talk sometimes. Even if he's not that hot. Even That's such an inspiring story. <laughs> we, can, we can be friends with people. You can engage with not hot people. I know. What, a, what, a, mm. what an inspiring well, tale. I don't, although I don't think that Nigel feels that same way. He like, <laughs> he wrote the book, The Beauty Equation. Yeah. About the mathematics of beauty, <laughs> which seems a little too 
clinical. Yeah. I mean, in fact, that's exactly what it is. He literally, like, he, he like, turned someone into, like, a Vitruvian woman. Like, there's, like, <laughs> literal, like, 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 mathematical angles to beauty. But um, Shandy, April, and Joanna are all in that book, and it's available on Amazon. That's my plug. And now Shandy's doing a little bit more clinical work. <laughs> See what I do there? Because mm. she works at Saks. <laughs> but she works in the CBD corner yeah, at Saks, which clinic. is really interesting. That is cool. And I just went she on manages her... It. She manages it. Let's let's not... You know, she's the lead manager yeah. of, of a Saks department, which is really cool. I just went on her Instagram, like, before the we're taping the episode, and she posts some pictures of, like, CBD drinks. Like, just, like, the cans and stuff. And her needle point that's available on Etsy. At Sullivan Cells. <laughs> um, you can go now. She's selling some cool vintage stuff and some, cool, like, Etsy needle point that she makes. It's really pretty. We should get something. That was, like, a nice sweater I really liked. Um, um, something that we definitely, like, probably won't talk get into, like, big detail with today because there's an ongoing investigation surrounding it. Um but do want to touch on is that Shandy was at one point signed with Trump model management, which is loaded. Um, if you, you may or may not know Trump model management is currently being discussed as like in the Jeffrey Epstein case as like some sort of procurer of women for like bad rich men parties um come forward shandy come forward uh, yeah i don't know this is like we we're gonna monitor this investigation closely and see uh see what shakes loose here um so shandy has been featured um on a podcast called not killing it so she has some shandy mail for us um shandy mail shandy mail she says (laughs) it's full of shanthrax (laughs) Yeah, wait that's a bad yeah no that's not good that literally killed people um okay <laughs> wait um, yeah um so she said on the podcast that they're not allowed to speak before they get their mics put on in the morning and only once they take off the mics um or once they take off the mics they're not allowed to talk like there is a curfew to talking which is interesting yeah. um I know they do that on Drag Race, too. They make the contestants stay in separate hotel rooms, and they all get, like, fill or, like, shuttled into the hotel one by one so they don't actually, like, interact with each other as they go up, right. like, to their rooms and stuff, too. I, I mean, I guess well, that's... We know a, that we know that they all share a room. Like, there's sometimes, like, so many girls in a room, and imagine not yeah. speaking to any of them. Um, and on that note... She says they don't sleep very well the entire time, and they don't know, like, what's going on until they're about to do it. And they spend an entire day filming the narrations for the episodes, and every four days they film um, a new confessional episode. Which is pretty... I think that's pretty standard. Right, right. Yeah. Um, She also says that, um, you know, Winnie Harlow, a future contestant um, who is doing so, so well right now, um, she had appeared on... Is she a cycle 22, I think? Yeah, well, something... Or cycle... No, 21. It's the second boys and girls cycle, right? Yeah. But she... she Winnie Harlow was on some... Like, Andy Cohen or something like that. No, that like... was... That was Eva 
from next uh, next cycle on Andy Cohen that was dispelling oh. what Winnie Harlow had said, which is that the show doesn't really put you on the map, and she, like, which Eva dispels because she's like, you know what, like, you kind of do owe to this. Like, it does put you on the map. That's very true. Eva couldn't have done Real Housewives of Atlanta without having first been famous from this show. No, I'd say absolutely not. No. Um, then Shandy goes on to talk about her Tyra show appearance, and they asked to fly Eric out too, which I'm sure he was over the moon about. And Eric, knowing how to manipulate this show, says... Sure, but let's see what more we can get out of them. Yeah. So they got them to fly out Eric's whole family, too. <laughs> she told them not to show them the cheating episode because they didn't watch it on their own when it aired. And they went ahead and still showed them the episode. Yeah. Um, so they were pissed. But um, overall, she is very happy she did the show and the mor- metamorphosis was real. She saw a change in herself, and she has fans that told her their relationship with their own moms improved because they watched the show, and I guess Shandy's relationship with her mom and not getting hugged enough, because <laughs> that really does a number on someone. Yeah. Um, I know the minute we stop taping, I'm going to hug Engineer Hank here. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure that he, we get our hugs in for the day. <laughs> Should we move on to the next part of the episode? Sure. So it's the final runway for D squared, Dean, Dan, Caden, Chip and Dale. And I really like these clothes. Like when I think like 2003, 2004, I think this and like baby fat. Right. Like a lot of like really like short shorts, like weird collars, like fur like a like those like Converse sneakers with like heel like the stiletto like a Janasha shoe yeah like a Janasha a Chaco <laughs> a Janasha Chaco um, Ioana's first runway look is like us like multiple scarves and hats she looks like Alexis Mateo doing Alicia Keys during like the Drag Race season three snatch game. <laughs> I thought and, she looked straight out of I write sins not tragedies. <laughs> <laughs> it's There's a something really about that hat and the like top and bottom mascara. Like I just look at her and I was like, oh, that's a woman on the go. <laughs> like from like a fire, she took like her entire <laughs> accessories closet with her and she had to go. Like she had to leave. Um, Mercedes gets like a very nice blowout, which is a fun change from her hair having fallen out in the previous episodes like i thought she her hair looked really good and she gets like fun outfits and yeah you said earlier that this is the only time that you've been on board with her this whole season right yeah i think i think she looks good this season i mean i've always thought she had a weaker face and that's something that comes up in deliberation at the judging panel is like can she can her face take her anywhere um, and it definitely takes her down this runway, as do her legs. <laughs> no, but I like I get I, she looks good. She definitely like the last two episodes here. I think she does a great job of not looking commercial. Um, she gets some good angles, though. Like Tyra does point out that the end of the running the runway show, she does like five poses instead of the requisite two that you're supposed to do. Like. 
She's doing like hitting like all of her points in a Z formation and leaving <laughs> like. But I like it better. I I would rather have like five points than Ioana going down to the end of the runway, going like swiveling her head around and then like turning around again, shaking up and down and round and round. Ioana does do a good job of like she has a backstage shoe debacle in which they like put her in like a size three child's heel and that breaks obviously because like it's only covering her big toe <laughs> and then mercedes gives her her shoes which is like nice i don't know it's it's fun it's a fun little moment of camaraderie model camaraderie that janice says should never have happened <laughs> <laughs> Janice is like, like these girls should be like bitchy and unhelpful. Like that's modeling. Modeling is women not supporting other women. Um, um. So and then they do the photo retrospective, as is the custom in these final episodes. And um, there are more Mercedes shots and Joanna shots um, that I like mm-hmm. than I remember there being more mercedes shots that you like yeah like i think in those early episodes it's easy to forget about like the middle of the pack photos because there are just so many photos to like pay attention to but like both of their like eve of capri sun photo shoots are pretty good like mercedes is like nefertiti headdress that we photoshopped your face into (laughs) for our (laughs) promo photo um looks good and Joanna like does bear her midriff in that photo too like crouched over the apple tree or whatever and she looks really good <laughs> um as her in her like pacific cooler get up <laughs> a wild I, cherry um i don't i don't know what ocean that tyra's get up is from but she her breasts look like an octopus trapped in that like mermaid netting from the Thai floating market photo shoot yeah. in cycle six. There's some kind of like Captain Jack Sparrow shit going she, on over like yeah. netting. I don't know what that is. She really likes like a crisscross top, like just a lot of like mesh, like a hole that you're always surprised to see, <laughs> like the, like April's keyhole. That was like showing off like the her like or Tyra's Tyra's leopard. belt buckle in the like episode before this kind of looked like a handcuff. Yeah, <laughs> did, did you notice? That? <laughs> I did notice that. Like, it, I thought for a minute it was like the those Gucci G's that like Karen Huger always wears that are like the G's like trying to like pull each other away, but like it wasn't. Yeah, it was handcuffy. Like, I don't know. It's. My favorite tire outfit this season was obviously the cornrows, denim vest, the pleated skirt, and like the leg warmers <laughs> over stilettos. Like that was a moment most pleasing to me in her career. In her career, um, so they don't draw out this final photo, like reveal or whatever. I mean, how could they with two girls? But usually they like it. Tyra's like five minutes. She's like. You have come so far. And baby girls, I am so proud of you for all that you have accomplished. And then it's like 10 minutes later they do it. But this is like dink-dunk, Joanna wins. And that's the cycle as a whole. It's dink-dunk, Joanna wins. Yeah. Do you agree with this decision? 
Like, no, given the I'm, final two we have. Given the final two, yes. I am not a Mercedes fan. Um, given the final three, I think Shandy yeah, was the, obviously. the clear winner. Um, I mean, if I had my druthers, and I don't, but if I did have them, my final three would have been Shandy, April, Sarah. Which I think is a pretty diverse okay. slate of yeah. models. Um like, if you want, like, the very commercial girl, you have Sarah, you have Shandy, obviously, is the high fashion. I think April is, like, a Yoana type that's a good midpoint between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, to me, would have been stronger. Yeah. But I think all three of those contestants I just mentioned got hamstrung by, like, their narratives either running out with, like, Sarah's mom being like, your dad doesn't hate you. <laughs> or, like... Um, or... or or Shandy being Scandy. Yeah. Or, well, April didn't do anything. She just, like, fizzled out a little bit. <laughs> like, short-circuited kind of right at her, the her end. Her vibrator but died. <laughs> you can't... I think April's April's cut is the only one that you kind of can't really argue with, honestly, out of, like, those three. But sure. it's kind of... It still doesn't feel great. I don't know. She's one of my favorites, so... Um, so, post-top model... Mercedes and April are still friends. <laughs> we should point that out. That's really yeah. nice. Um, she also lives in LA. She also lives in LA. Yeah. Maybe we can also uh, reach out to her and see if she wants to come hang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Talk about like Victoria from Cycle 19 or something. <laughs> like way, <laughs> way down the down line. The um, but so Mercedes is, became a spokesperson for the Lupus Foundation of America. Um She's signed with New Model Management. She's done some TV work on some soap operas. A um, lot of, much like April, a lot of commercial work. Um, a lot of credits. Yeah, for like, I mean, brands from Chili's to Sears. Like, we record right outside the Glendale Galleria, and we can see a Chili's and a Sears <laughs> from our window. So, um, the Sears actually... Um, I think there was, like, someone on the loose on the roof of it right outside. There is yeah. a fire engine trying to get someone down. Get someone down yeah, from so that we hope, Sears. We hope that, uh, that situation gets resolved and the person on the roof can take themselves to Chili's right afterwards. Um, <laughs> so, not a lot of runway work for Mercedes. Um, and now she's known as Mercedes Yvette. Still doing commercial stuff. And she... and I believe her now husband welcome a baby boy in may 2017 so congratulations mercedes the boyfriend is so hot or the husband oh, so is so hot. hot oh my um, goodness so hot um, like the i'm got i hope the fire department's still here like i need to be like truly like hosed off the roof here um the baby's then, name is mccoy i kind of like the name mccoy in not for a child that i would ever name but i do like a last name. It's a first it's name. A, it's a famous last name. Yeah. Like the Hatfields. The Hatfields and the I'm Hatfield Haskins. Hatfield um, Haskins. That's like, if I had like a pet pig, I'd name it Hatfield. Um, but I I really like, yeah. McCoy, McCoy would like later go on to win Cycle 11. <laughs> McCoy, McCoy, McCoy Sullivan. <laughs> that's, that's like, that's Mercedes and Shandy uh. Sullivan's baby <laughs> mccoy mccoy sullivan huh? sullivan sells know that so you want a house lineberry <laughs> and then we have you want a house lineberry yep. <laughs> the, the wild house, the house of lineberry <laughs> 
She signed with IMG, obviously. Um, she did about two or three years of walking for designers. Um, the only name of which that really stands out to me is Custo Barcelona, because Custo Barcelona is a crazy name. Um, and then she became the host in 2005 of The Look for Less, replacing Elizabeth Hasselbeck. And I have to wonder if that's because Elizabeth Hasselbeck went to The View. Because that's around the time I think that Elizabeth was on The View. When like was Elizabeth on Survivor? Early 2000s. That was when she was Elizabeth Filarski. Because she was, married Tim early, That was earlier than 2005. Yeah, way earlier. Okay. I think that was like 2002, probably. Because okay. the first Survivor season was like 2001. And she oh, was on Elizabeth, season two, Elizabeth Hasselbeck wouldn't be hosting anything if she hadn't already been yeah, on Survivor. Right. That's right. But she married Tim Hasselbeck like before this because i remember like the yeah i this is like sports stuff that's not interesting to anyone here but yeah she married him did this and then went on the view as like conservative punditry because she was the end of the bush bush years was her big heyday and the beginning of obama years and then rosie mcdonald rosie o'donnell like pushed her out right yeah um only to be replaced by megan yeah down if you want any of this um go read that book uh ladies who i think it's called the ladies who lunch it's by ramin satuda just came out it's all about like the view it's supposed to be very good so they definitely have the timeline of this but yoana is not in that book (laughs) because yoana was never on the view um yoana is like the face of jacksonville (laughs) she's like the first lady of jacksonville these days um the house of lineberry (laughs) house of lineberry um she still lives in florida to this day she has appeared on the covers of luxury living jacksonville magazine floridian view (laughs) she was on the view see it's just the floridian (laughs) Floridian view um also in the beauty equation with shandy and april as previously mentioned um go do yourself a favor and look up her instagram account because she is Gorgina and she's still modeling a ton like she does like commercial campaigns for like keratin shampoo and like um she has a hundred thousand followers which is a lot for any contestant of this show even like a win like a lot of winners like I don't think like Naima has a hundred thousand followers and stuff I don't know if Krista's on Instagram (laughs) like um (laughs) and yeah I mean she has kids like and and is a student pilot I couldn't find any... I, I am desperately trying to figure out, like, whether she graduated, <laughs> like, to full-blown pilot them. I used to work in private investigation, and I feel like that's, like, a license. Like, I feel like I was looking up Florida licensing all the time. I probably have, like, you could, access like, to her pilot's license. Infiltrate, somehow. like, Cessna laboratories and, <laughs> like, try to find her her in the, in the registry. <laughs> Uh, and with that, we're taking off, and uh, that's cycle two. <laughs> Overall, what did you think of the cycle? I love, I love this cycle enough. Um, yeah. I think that. I just, I don't know. My my. It like doesn't quite end the way like. For me, I also like do like the cycle quite a bit. It's one of the, out of the first four, which I think is the first golden period of the show, this is my least favorite cycle out of those four, I think. But 
it's such a strong group of contestants, especially that final six from Sarah Camille on downward. That's a really strong group of queens. And I think, you know, there's not a lot of dramatics in this season, save, like, the Shandy cheating, but, like, there are a lot of iconic moments. Like, some of the better photos, for sure. That being Shandy's uh, Piazza sunglass one, and then Joanna's helmet. helmet. Um, I'm sure, like, I really like Sumara's Grace Jones, too, honestly. I mean, for all, like, the Sturm and Drong around it, like, it's a really good good photo um i don't know i mean this is a perfectly good cycle though like if i had to rank all of them from like you know one to 24 like this would probably be smack dab in the middle for me mm-hmm. maybe upper middle so nick where can we find you on social media i'm at um nick to bomb on instagram nick t-o-o bomb or on twitter i am at nick Fishstick. And I'm on Instagram at Drew Haskins with Z's instead of S's. And on Twitter at FKA Pigs with a Z instead of an S. Yeah, Z instead of an S. Um, and you can also email us at smizequeens at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. We've loved seeing what you guys have to say. Um, we've been getting people that are actually saying they're thirsty for more. Um, and even people that were excited for this episode in particular. Um, so I really hope we we um, did well by you. Yeah, and you can follow along with us as we dive into cycle three in our next episode. We're going to be watching the first three episodes. So make sure you watch on Hulu along with us. And until next time, salute your tooch. Happy modeling. <laughs> Bye. I'm a model bitch when I pump the cat's walk. They wanna follow bitch. My load too heavy to ever swallow bitch.